Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday. It's the biggest party of the summer, SummerSlam. It's in the books, and we got a good show for you talking all about it here on Wrestling Inc. We've got two title changes, believe it or not, but we got a whole slew of other things to talk about as well. Before we get into all the nitty-gritty details, allow me to introduce the team. I'm Jack Farmer, but of course I'm being joined by two guys who actually have some credentials to talk about. We got the future Hall of Famer, I call him, Jimmy Corderas, and the Spar with Labar champion, Justin Labar. Jimmy, how you feeling late on a hot summer night? Uh, it is late, but uh, it was an enjoyable night, and we'll get into that, that's for sure. This was a very fast-paced, fun show, all in all, Justin. Uh, how are you doing this hot summer evening? Okay, except I'm having a sparring session with a damn fly that got into my studio here, and I can't get him out. So if you see if you see me if you see me swatting in a in a in a, in a, a ducking and weaving, you know what's going on. The new spar with Labar champion Fly has won has taken the title. See, he's right uh, there. <laughs> he's going to be buzzing right on top of the microphone the rest of the evening. Um, <laughs> We've, we've got a big night, and I know it's late for a lot of folks, so we're going to get into it. But I do want to say first, uh, thanks to everyone who is in the chat. Uh, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, especially on a big SummerSlam evening like tonight. I want to give a shout-out real quick as well to some special folks who left us some five-star reviews. Uh, we got Chris Rosa with a five-star review, said, Perfect show for busy people. This is the perfect podcast for Busy people who have no time to keep up with all the shows that are on nowadays from Triple J, called us out specifically, to the other hosts. I love them all. Thank you for the entertainment and news. Now, we got a great team here at Wrestling Inc., guys, but we got called out by name. I feel like that's a little bit, uh, you know, means a little bit more. I'm going to throw that out there. But uh, we also got, uh, uh, I don't know how to say it, Rom- Romery uh, also gave us a five-star review, said best wrestling podcast, not even close. Definitely one of the best podcasts there is. They cover everything wrestling. Uh, love these guys. I always make sure I listen uh, to the podcast. Uh, it wouldn't be the same if I don't hear Jack's amazing laugh or their favorite quotes like the airport test, getting over and not getting over, and Jimmy's favorite line, lack of a better term. Love these guys. Keep up the awesome work. Uh, we also got one from Crash Fist Fight, a five-star review that uh, goes into a lot of detail, so I don't want to take too much time reading it, but I appreciate it very much. Guys, we're popular. Awesome. We're over. Yeah, Take that, LA Knight. This is what over looks like. Yeah. 
Jimmy, Jack, yep. and Justin. That's, that's what he, that's what he, that's what, cool. that's what LA Knight really wants to say when he points to three different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's get into it. Uh, everyone, by the way, in the chat, whether it be Mike Rouse in the house, Bernie, or Dylan Matthews, or uh, Elwayish, or Ethan Cruz, Super Dave. I haven't seen before Super Dave. Oh, I have, but it's been a while, I should say. Montez Tyndall, KOD, Josh Lindy, Jane Young, Tuck Graf, Bernie DC. Fat Matt already with a super chat saying Seth looked like a bridesmaid from the 80s. <laughs> uh, lots of good stuff. Beer money. Uh, Christopher, Sherrod Jones, and Ricky Zaldivar, Rich A, so many more. Thank you guys for joining us. Let's get into this already because I believe it's uh, 5 a.m. where you guys are. So we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> We're going to dive into it. Uh, Logan Paul versus Ricochet, the most viral match of all time. Uh, really fun, high-speed, big-spot match. Uh, ends with a pal of Logan Paul slipping in brass knucks and him getting the win. Justin, how did you feel about this one kicking off the show? I thought it was a great way to start. I thought also it's the one match on the show that you know they they're really building around high spots and can you believe it moments, and that's not normally WWE style. So they, but that that was that fit this gimmick of these two. So I thought put it right there on the front, you know, a nice way to start. And look, uh, it was high spots as advertised, but I also appreciated that within that they sold. They sold the spots, and it wasn't just spot after spot after spot. There would be a spot, and, and both men would be down after a while. Or we saw Ricochet favoring the, you know, the ribs. Can he, can he, can he perform the maneuver? So I, you know, there was they they had the story there. So I thought that um, I did actually think Ricochet was going to win. I thought that might happen. Um, he did not, but I'm not mad about it because I still think Ricochet. I think his overall status on the roster has been elevated because of this feud. So still. Uh, j- uh, job accomplished. And how about Logan Paul hopping on a jet and still making it to his brother's UFC fight tonight wow. uh, in Texas? I actually mm-hmm. thought that was really cool of him. Like, that's a really cool brother thing to do, to do what he did and then hop on a plane all the way to Dallas and still be there for his brother. Kind of mm-hmm. cool of him to do. Uh, out of character, but good for him him to do. Yeah, Justin, or uh, Jimmy, I thought this was a fun way to start the show. It kind of a a prelude to what we were going to get for the most part on this show as well. Uh, what did you think of this opening contest? No, I enjoyed it very much. And like Justin said, here's the thing. I, you know, I get it. We're in an era where high spots uh, happen, but you know, in WWE style is usually not as many high spots, but like Justin said, these guys took their time. They told their story when they hit the high spots, they let it breathe. They let it digest. They let the audience absorb what they saw. They sold. Even the guy doing on on the offense sold. You know, it's little things like that that matter. So it made those spots feel like they meant more. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know a lot of people talk about the finish, you know, slipping the brass knucks and stuff like that. After all that high flying and, and, and great, you know, false finishes that we saw there with some great moves. But at the end of the day, the heel wins with heel tactics. He tried his best to beat him with some of his best maneuvers and it didn't work. So he cheated to win. You know what I mean? So, so for me, that finish worked and I give, you know, two thumbs up to Logan Paul because whoever he's listening to, as far as taking his time, telling stories in the ring, it's working right now. Jimmy, if I was to nitpick this and mm-hmm. um, kind of pick it apart, I had a blast watching it, but you know, it's our job to nitpick sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan Paul's finish is a punch, and 
I get that adding the brass knucks makes it hurt more, but he never got the punch in in the first place. So it kind of is there a part of you that says, look, you you added more oomph to something you never even necessarily like he didn't need the brass knucks, right? The, the move is the same, right? You can you can make that argument, but that's the whole thing. He didn't if you think he didn't need the brass knucks, then why the brass knucks? There's the heat. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like he uh, he overdid it because he wasn't confident enough. Yeah. So he had, he felt he had to cheat to win. I'm I've always been a fan of brass knucks. It's one of my absolute favorite things. So I am definitely, I, I'm all for the brass knucks, but uh, Justin, last thing on this, uh, Logan Paul gets the win. A friend helps him. What's next for Logan Paul? Do we see him like move up in the rankings, get another title shot? Is his friend going to play into factor? Is he going to be gone until Royal Rumble? What do you what do you expect? Uh, well, you know, it's tough. I mean, he has had a world title match against Roman Reigns before at one of the Saudi shows. So it's like, you know, I don't know necessarily if we say he moves up. Um, I don't think the friend is going to be in it. I think it's just part of Logan Paul has an entourage. He has he has he has an entire team. So at any point, somebody could be. You know, could could be there to slip him the brass knucks. I don't really think that we're gonna have like a big expose on who who is the friend on on Monday or anything. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think he probably maybe he touts and gloats a little bit um, here to follow up, but I think he probably disappears again and and resurfaces again. You know, whether it's the next Saudi show, I think is in November, whether it's Survivor Series, whether you know, I, I don't know, but I think Logan Paul and I'll talk about this later with Ronda Rousey. I think Logan Paul they have a nice little formula with of not overexposing him. Let him come around. He's around for a few weeks to build to a big show. He certainly delivers, but then let him let him disappear. Let him go back to his podcast, run his mouth, build up some more heat and tension, see who he might offend next. And then we go to, you know, look, he mocked Braun Strowman tonight when he screamed Braun and then did the running power slam. Of course, Braun Ricochet's most recent tag team partner, maybe when Braun Strowman's healthy. You know, that would be another very fitting match that Logan Paul could advertise to his mainstream public as. You know, okay, first I went through this human highlight reel. Now I got this guy who's larger than life for real. So, you know, I, I think some maybe some seeds are planted, but I don't think we need to rush into it uh, in, in the immediate. Um, and as before we move forward, uh, Andrew, I see your super chat. It's uh, in regards to the Rousey match, though. So I'm going to save it for that part of the show. So just know I see it. We'll get to it, but I want to wait till it's we're to that match. Uh, the next match, surprisingly, I think one of my favorite matches of the night, even though there was a lot of good ones, Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody comes out with his new cape jacket uh, and then gets beaten to a pulp and thrown out of the ring as Brock yells, save yourself, uh, and gives Cody the chance to get counted out, uh, gives him the chance to quit, to give up. Uh, and Cody Rhodes says, nope, continues to get back in the ring, uh, hits three crossroads to get the win. And earns the respect of Brock Lesnar. Justin, the reason this is one of my favorites, I think, is this actually had a really great story to it. And that this was a match that Cody said, I want to embarrass you. I'll do whatever it takes. And I, I think Brock was giving him that, like, let's see if you will. I'm, I beat you up. You're outside. You can, you can let this end anytime you want, unless you want to fight through it and come back in the ring. And I thought that was just a cool, very unique setup to this match. Yeah, and, and look, um, Brock Lesnar told so much and sold so much with his facial expressions. And and you said he said he's screaming "Save yourself!" and this is only going to get worse. So the the the, the uh, dialogue that he was giving in between these beatdowns, but even just his face and commentary did a great job uh, narrating, like just the disbelief, like 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 he went from like being like at first offended 
to then he was just like disbelief like are you kidding me are you really gonna make me do more of this uh and it, and it did wonders it really really i think sold and, and you know look and we got a first i don't ever remember anybody else getting brock and the kimura so i thought that was something you know kind of unique to make this match special stand out uh uh, against Brock and then obviously you know Cody gets the win and talk about again another unique thing Brock especially and I, I, I call it the post UFC so since he came back in 2012 Brock's had high profile feuds against John Cena The Undertaker Roman Reigns just to name a few I don't ever remember him post-match doing the stare down handshake raise the hand that is something they have kept in the holster as it pertains to Brock Lesnar booking. While you can say a lot of Brock Lesnar booking and matches can have redundancy, a lot of F5s, it's a, a lot of same staples. They have not used that, and they pulled it out tonight, and tonight might have been the perfect time to do it because that endorsement of respect that he gave, you know, because it's almost like he's raising Cody's arm, and they're hitting all four sides. You're almost waiting for him to pull him in and F5 him, right? That would be the beast thing to do, but he didn't raised his hand fist bumped him gave him a nod gave him the ring to celebrate i mean that is a huge huge endorsement maybe even bigger maybe and if not bigger it's slightly below jimmy cody being the one that dethrones roman that's a huge deal to have brock lesnar the beast who doesn't care about anybody to do that site of respect afterwards yeah jimmy uh your thoughts no i totally agree with i, I hate to sound like captain agreeable but it it meant so much and like you said Justin, this match told a great story and and jack you mentioned too brock telling him you know save yourself and the whole bit and i like the story being told where all that stuff was going on on the outside and cody kept beating the count and brock trying to win the match by count out which is completely you know, unique. It doesn't happen all the time. And several times he did it during the match where he, you know, where he lay him out on the outside with an F5 or, you know, the table spot and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I think a lot of people, you know, were surprised with the ending. And like you said, probably waiting for him to pull him in for that F5 afterwards while they were shaking hands. But for Brock to go, I guess, out of character, for lack of a better term, uh, you know, that caught people off guard and it's the ultimate sign of respect, especially from someone like a Brock. And I don't think a lot of people expected to see that from Brock, because like you said, Taker, um, you know, all those uh, Cena, you know, Roman, all those, all those rivalries. True, that had, yeah. It never happened. That's my one question for both of you though. Jimmy mentioned is in, in a match where they did play by the rules where the count out was a huge thing. When, when they're screaming, just take the count out and let this be over with. Mm-hmm. Brock comes out and hits an F five through the table. That should be a DQ, right? Or at the very or no, no. Okay, no, no. no go, go ahead. ahead. Go oh ahead. no, no. no. Finish, finish finish the question. That, no, that was that was my nitpick. Was shouldn't that be a DQ? This is not like we've bent the rules where anything goes. Mm-hmm. That we're playing off countouts here. You know, we're playing off submissions and getting the ropes. So like, he it, did use the the stairs. So there was actual like that's the been one DQ'd. that's the one i believe should have been the dq uh is when cody grabbed the stairs and and hit him with it that in my opinion should have been a dq you can throw someone into the stairs because it's considered part of the 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 scenery like mm-hmm. when you throw someone into a ring post when you throw them into the barricades you know that sort of thing the table has been set up and is there you're just taking advantage of it being there 
as opposed to taking a table right. and hitting them with it. That's the logic behind it. Whether you agree with it or not is a different story. No, that but, meant, when you when you put it like that, when it's just part of the landscape. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, like you throw them into a barricade. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a similar kind of thing. But uh if you if but like you said, Jack, Cody picking up the stairs and hitting Brock with them, in my opinion, that's kind of uh crossing a line, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, that was a, I think that was one of those things where in my head that's that's a DQ but whatever. I I let a lot of things slide Jimmy. You mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't like my my rule but but uh, I've got an ECW I guess uh brain when it comes to a lot of that. So like, and don't get me don't, don't get me, don't get me wrong. That didn't damage the match for me. No. I mean, I, it, it's just it was just my it was, if you know cuz I would call the, we we call the rules out in AEW so I'm just being fair and calling the rules out mm-hmm. that um but, you know, but again, even if Cody uses the steps and then, you know, even the ref or commentary is like, you know, Cody's just doing whatever he has to do to survive. And the ref's giving a little bit. Maybe the ref has some sympathy here on Cody, who was who was, you know, that, that I wanted to ask the referee on site here. They're like, where's the DQ if there is a DQ? Um, yeah, I just uh, overall love this. I, like I said, I love the all you have to do, Cody, is stay down and it's over. But mm-hmm. but that's I think that also builds the the mindset of Cody and just makes him seem like even more like the guy Uh quick final questions. Um, and uh, Justin, I guess I'll throw them to you is one is Cody doing himself harm by using multiple crossroads, at multiple matches by making his, does that make his move look weak? And two, I'm not saying he's done, done like we'll never see him again, but is Brock done as a top level world champion? Uh, to the first one, no. I, I think if Cody has to start using the crossroads several times in a match every week on Raw, then yeah, you start to dilute the finish. But I think it's kind of well established when you're at a major premium level event, especially SummerSlam, you know, one of your major four. Um, I think that's where everybody kind of hulks up a little bit extra and it takes a few uh, extra finishers, especially against a Brock Lesnar. So it's justified, you know. I mean, we, we see Roman s- several punch attempts, several spear attempts. So I, I think bigger stage. Uh, bigger, bigger obstacles to overcome. Um, so you know, and in terms of uh, Brock, uh, I could I could confidently probably say I could see Brock never being world champion again, and I think that's because they fostered such good depth right now in the roster they have of both established main event guys now and established main event guys in six months or a year from now. So I don't really think they have to call back on Brock like they used to when. You know, when Vince might book a little more redundant, <laughs> let's just mm-hmm. say. Uh, but I don't think Brock's done. I don't think he'll ever be done being a top attraction. I still think, you know, if he fights right. next year at Mania, it's a big deal. It's a, It may not be a main event, so to speak, but it's a featured match. Uh, and if you want my booking of that, I'll give it to you right now. I think you need to have Brock Lesnar next year at WrestleMania against Gunther. Yeah, I, that that prints money. I, I agree with you completely there. Um, so we move on to the Battle Royal. Um, last minute Omos is added. Uh, Miz and Waller have a moment. LA Knight gets the win, and this transitions nicely into Rich A's super chat, which says Cody or LA Knight to take the title off Roman at Mania. What do you guys think? LA is so hot, but Cody needs to finish his story. I'm at a crossroads. Jimmy, what say you? Ah, you know, you can make that argument. LA Knight is really hot, but I don't think he actually at this time needs a title. The story with Corey, uh, Cody, Cody, not Corey, 
Cody, Cody Graves Rhodes. going for the title. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> but the story with Cody and the hard times thing that's going on is a great story being told, and it has to come to a conclusion. And the conclusion I see is he's the one to finally dethrone Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Justin, I don't know if there's a lot to take away from this overall, but of course, LA Knight gets the win. I think most people would say that's the right call here. Uh, what's next for LA Knight? Um, you know, maybe you can make a case that he's the guy, maybe he dethrones Gunther after mm-hmm. Gunther has a potentially history making IC title run, which we're coming upon. Um, yeah, I, 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 maybe, you know, and I agree with what Jimmy said. LA Knight, not to say that LA Knight might not be, you know, he might still be a top guy here for the next five years. I mean, this, 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 this organic groundswell of support is real. So I'm not, dis, I'm not, uh, dismissing that, but he doesn't have the backstory and all that Cody has, what have you. So I think if you're talking Roman, Cody's in that conversation. That's not to say that LA Knight's not a guy who's not holding the other world title in the next year. If you want to know what I think immediately, I think based upon LA Knight's promo on Friday SmackDown, based upon the elimination he did tonight. I think we could see LA Knight move from Friday to Monday and we could see something with he and Miz. I think that Miz, Miz is the perfect fodder. Miz is the guy that everybody loves to hate and LA Knight's the guy that everybody loves to cheer right now. They just kind of, and and, and imagine the verbal back and forth that they could have. Uh, so I'm going to go that, uh, as I spar here, I'm going to go with the Miz as the most immediate LA Knight uh, feud. I love that because I, I agree. I think Miz is one of those guys. One, you'll get the great matches. You'll get the great promos. And it's a win that LA Knight can get that looks good, but also doesn't hurt Miz any to lose to, to LA Knight. Uh, and LA Knight is wildly popular. And I, in this moment, I think that he feels like he could be the guy. But what WWE is doing very well, I think, especially with that top championship, is they're being careful not to let the person of the moment be the person. It's got to be someone who has a very long lasting level of uh, popularity and, and LA Knight's super popular. But right now I think they're still like, let's see if this is long-term or if people would turn on LA because fans turn on really popular wrestlers all the time once they start getting their wins. And so I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I think you got to have LA Knight. You got to have him build up gradually, or you're going to get a John Cena turn on him. Roman Reigns turn on him situation. I think, um, Maybe it'll maybe it'll be him. I don't know. We'll see next year. But for right now, I think that's why they're kind of like, let's have him beat up Top Dollar. Then we'll have him, you know, brawl and brutes, Miz. Let's see him do that for a little bit and see if if the groundswell is still there. In yeah, eight and keep it, and keep in mind, uh, by all accounts, and the, the Triple H does seem to kind of book again a little bit more long term. He's got an idea of where they're going. They, you know, we we can certainly attest to Raw and SmackDown. We're not getting the rematches that we used to have. There there certainly is a plan. And so if there has been a plan in place um, and, and and this L.A. Knight popularity just continues to grow, it, it's kind of like, well, all right, we got to find kind of like where's the next rest stop on the interstate booking where we can get off and see where we can fit L.A. Knight in. And, OK, if we're fitting him in, who are we bumping him for? You know what I mean? Yes. So it, it, it's yeah. it, it, some of it. I, I, I say this and I'm an L.A. Knight fan. I say this to the other L.A. Knight, LA Knight fans out there watching and listening to this. Some of this is be happy that there is that they are having a little patience here and they are trying to figure out, okay, where when can we insert LA Knight, but when can we do it to make sure that we can run with it and give it its just due uh, and not just so you know, they're not they're obviously not they're not ignoring ignoring you know, would be Daniel Bryan 2014 here in Pittsburgh Rumble where he didn't even get to be in the Rumble, 
Right. When Ray, right. when Ray Mysterio it comes out as number 30 and people are booing because they wanted it to be Brian, they're at least acknowledging by making a battle royal. I think that that's probably why they just did the battle royal. There was no stakes at hand. They didn't need to do it. The damn show was long enough, right? I think they did the battle royal to at least let LA Knight win something right. on the show. Right. And I, I love that you said that before we move on. I do what I love that you said that if you're going to move him up, someone has to get bumped. And I think when people fantasy book, they forget that, that when, if you're going to put him in that top five spot, who are you taking, who are you taking away from that top five spot? Cause you can't have everybody as a top person. Um, mm -hmm. And so everyone who was like, Jay Uso needs to be the guy. Well, maybe are you okay with him coming to the back? So LA Knight can take his spot. Are you okay with Seth Rollins getting bumped back again? Or are you okay with uh, whoever's on the top getting bumped back? So those are things that, mm -hmm. you know, that's part of it. Not everybody uh, can yeah. be the main event at the same time. Exactly. Unless it's the Royal Rumble. Uh, <laughs> uh, Danny Cochran, not a super chat, but knows how to get to my heart saying, hey, Jack, only 12% of people watching have liked the video. Everyone who's watching right now, hit the like button. I would love mm. to see just a massive number of likes on this show so I can go, go back to our bosses and say, see hey. bosses. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I don't know what I'd actually say. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> J, J, J. Yeah, real quick, I guess, real quick. Uh, uh, and I'll, I'll say this for the crowd, the, the super chat, let me know, or all the chatters, let me know. And Jimmy, Justin, real quick. L.A. Knight, yeah, or Adam Cole, baby? What is more mandatory after the wrestler's name? Ooh. Adam Cole, baby, because baby always comes Adam Cole, after Adam Cole. Yeah, I can come after, her. <laughs> you know. L.A. Knight can be like, Jack Farmer's got a best head of hair. Yeah. I mean, it could just yeah. be after anything. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, let me yeah. talk to you. <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're both effective, but at the same time, yeah, I, I do like the baby because it's, yeah. it's, it's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I and mean, you can go to, you can go to the bar and be like, you know, give me a vodka Sprite on the rocks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it just, it can yeah. go at any point, you know, but exactly. Adam Cole, it's baby afterwards. Mm -hmm. I'm sure mm -hmm. DJ is filled with yes. And let me talk to you as, uh like crazy right now oh i guarantee there's some bartenders and waitresses that are like what the hell are these people what are these tourists saying to me this week what is, what's going on <laughs> uh jane young super chat shout out to you thank you so much thank you for your podcast thank you jane young thank you jane um and then andrew ung very um very patient thank you for waiting uh as we get to ronda rousey and Shayna baszler lots of strong strikes Shayna's down rousey wants her to get up and fight so the refs let her and Shayna chokes out ronda rousey mm -hmm. so uh, andrew ung with the super chat jimmy this one's going to you uh whoever came up with that wwe mma combo match should be released shout out to future hall of famer jimmy corderas oh thank you thank you for the shout out andrew and I don't know if it should be released. I just think it should have been a different setting and a different referee in that. Uh, uh, you know, obviously we know the connection now between the two companies, you know, as far as ownership goes, why not bring in an MMA specific referee or even uh, when we talked about it the, uh, the other night that somebody mentioned Ken Shamrock mm -hmm. or, or someone, or I know he's he's in the battle royal, but you got a Matt Riddle who's there, who's an MMA guy, someone who's familiar with it. And it's no disrespect to the referees there; they're they're pro wrestling referees. When are they trained in mixed martial arts? Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that would have helped, and maybe the the fight pit setting might have helped, uh, you know, differentiate this match from the rest of the card. Other than that, you can tell that the crowd was just 
not into it. They were very quiet throughout this most of this match because I think, in my opinion, one of the hardest things to do is to work mm-hmm. mixed martial arts as opposed to just going in there and letting people have it. Yeah, it's um, and it's something that uh, Tut Graf is, is mentioning. Uh, when they announced this is not a wrestling match, you're on shaky ground. Uh, Justin, I actually kind of like the way this match felt as far as how these two did it. Uh, but I think I said this on Monday. It always feels weird to me when they're like, like, what's the in the world of pro wrestling where all this is real? What's the difference between MMA and pro wrestling? It, it, it's like if you're watching um, and I, yeah, it's like if you're watching pick an action movie and I like I love like the Die Hard. It's like if you're watching Die Hard and you've wa- and you're watching an hour and a half of the Die Hard movie, but then all of a sudden they somehow stop and say, okay, all that there, those guys didn't really die or fall off, but this next thing. The next guy John McClane kills, Bruce Willis is actually killing. You know, it's it's just like well, it just discredits everything you just saw. Like, uh, I'll say this: I'll I'll go I'll go backwards. The finish was the right finish, mm-hmm. um, especially because it seems like word on the street is maybe Ronda's time is ticking down uh, with her commitments with WWE at least for now. So get get Shayna over. Shayna seems to be that she's gonna be there. She is the submission magician. So having her. Uh, make Ronda pass out. That's a pretty big deal. I don't know if anybody in the actual legit MMA world ever did that in Ronda's losses. Um, so the the finish was the right wrestling booking finish. But yeah, you know, I tweeted a lot of what Jimmy just said. The presentation, you know, you, you come in, they try to do the whole fight thing where we hear the ref give the instructions and he says, this is not WWE rules, this is MMA rules, this is not WWE sanctioned. Well, then why do we have a WWE pinstripe referee there? Again, right. you just merge corporately with UFC. Bring a Herb Dean, bring a well-known name from the MMA world over. Uh, you know, it, it just, it'll just help with the presentation. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe light the ring differently. Maybe, maybe let each lady have a few corner people. You know, to to give off of a, here's people they've trained with and spar with. Just anything that would just be different than pro wrestling. But yeah, to back to but you know, back to what Jimmy's point is is is. is we have a history. We have precedent to show us. Anytime you try to on a pro wrestling show, I mean, three words: brawl for all. Anytime we try to go into different territory, one way or the other, it usually ends bad. And my final thought is: uh, I don't know Ronda Rousey. I know I, I know that she was passionate about pro wrestling. I know that that was always a thing. Hence, where the name Rowdy came from. I know that she. Loves pro wrestling in the business. It is very interesting that from I can think back to Mania 31, watching her make that cameo where she comes into the ring with The Rock and she hip tosses Triple H and Stephanie. We go from that where we were all clamoring for her to be part of the WWE roster. We went from her being part time special attraction and being one of the most over baby faces when she was on the shows to then they started booking her more like a full time regular talent and the people just soured on her. I'm not sure what that means. But there was certainly a lesson to be learned here that the Ronda Rousey investment and 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 such, I don't think I'm not gonna say that it wasn't a return on the investment because I'm sure they made money off her, but I don't think it went the way that it was envisioned when they started. And I think she might feel the same. And maybe if she is taking some time away or is done, maybe that's a factor in it that she didn't have as much fun as she thought she would with it. 
Yeah. And if, if she is leaving, then uh, it kind of retroactively, I look back at how this whole build happened and uh, myself included was very confused over who's the, the face, who's the heel, who are we supposed to be cheering? And I think what was happening is they knew in this situation, Shayna was the one everyone was going to love. But now that Ronda's, if Ronda is gone, Shane is going to be a heel against everyone else. And so I think they were trying to not make her a face, but she was clearly the face in this match, if that makes sense. I think it was just kind of a weird situation they were in with this. Because, yes, I'm cheering for Shayna in this match, but, you know, on Monday when she comes out and has a match against, who uh, you know, Candice LeRae, we're going to boo Shayna Baszler again. Right. So, yeah. so we can't have her act like a underdog who's lovable now you know right no it, it, i get what you're saying it was almost like the audience and the crowd made her the lesser of two evils and that's why she was kind of like the uh yeah baby face for lack of you know right yeah in this uh, situation so well we get to one of the harder hitting matches oh. of the night drew mcintyre challenging for the intercontinental championship against gunther uh, Jimmy, this one was everything I think we expected it to be hard hitting. Um, and this is where I'm going to say, Jimmy, I, I, I don't know what your match of the night is, but I feel like this show had a match of the night for every flavor of wrestling fan, except for no. maybe death match. No. And that was the beauty of this card tonight because there were some good matches and, and they all had different feel and different vibes to them. And this one, like you said, hard hitting when you, you know, you talk about wincing every every time you see Gunther throw a chop. It's like, ah, you know, and, and you take someone like a Drew McIntyre. When does it, Drew bump for anybody after giving a chop outside right. of maybe the big show? Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, this was a solid match. These guys really put it out there and uh, they told a heck of a story. And, you know, I enjoyed it very much. It, it, you, you know, like you said, some people, this was some people's cup of tea you know i i, I enjoyed it yeah don't get me wrong i, I don't have a, a particular cup of tea there's stuff there's some stuff that 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 uh we're a coffee guy yeah i'm a coffee guy. <laughs> uh patrick leblanc by the way shout out for the super chat uh looks like uh, your your comment here uh and Justin wants to send this one to you. What about turning uh, Gunther face? He is getting a lot of clean wins over a lot of people. For me, uh, fight of the night tonight. Your thoughts on a, a turn for Gunther? No, 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 no. That, that would be a, a waste of a lot of a lot more to come that you could do with him. I mean, Gunther is uh, he's got he's got a lot. I'm not saying he couldn't be a face eventually. Everybody, you know, look if Kane who who who. If Kane, the origin of Kane, if the character Kane can be a babyface, anybody can be a babyface. But no, Gunther, Gunther, uh, there's a lot more, a lot more money and a lot more road to be traveled with him as a heel. Um, you know, he's he's likely going to break this IC record. That's going to be huge. That's huge too. Remember, this is a guy who uh, made a pretty big name around the world as Walter. Pretty big name. He's one of the biggest names on the independent global scene that had not been in WWE. And you know, he goes to WWE. He's Walter, but then. He gets to the main roster. He gets changed to Gunther, and I mean that 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 that's throwing away a lot of equity, a lot of reputation. You're rebranding somebody like that with a new name, um, and to, again to Triple H's credit, because it's happened under his watch, he's managed to make Gunther bigger than Walter now by putting him in the history books, or it's going to be soon here when he beats Honky Tonk Man's record in the history books of the longest reigning IC champion ever, 
and, and and he and he plays the heel role great. Obviously, the fact that you know they, they, the Imperium, you know that that the the the, the foreign aspect of it that plays into it. But no, Gunther has no babyface uh, days in the near future. He's got, like I said, he's got. He could be a challenger for world title, you know, presumably the the one that Roman's not carrying. Uh, and I think that he could have a, a big box office payoff on a big show in the future uh, against a guy like a Brock Lesnar. Uh, I think when you see chops like that tonight, you see that kind of physicality. Uh, I, I think that's one that would excite Brock. Of here's another kid, for lack of a better term, that, that Brock could work with and help elevate. So, uh, yeah, no, no Gunther babyface any anytime soon. Yeah, he's also. I mean, people cheer him because they respect him, but that character is not likable. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. uh, we 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 appreciate his talent, but we're not cheering him because the character is someone that's lovable. We're cheering him because we. It's like when right. people like, you know, cheer for Thanos when he shows up in Marvel movies or things like that. It's not because he's a, someone that we should like as a hero. It's because it's like, oh, he's the big bad guy. Um, and when someone does beat him, uh, I think as uh, someone alluded to in the chat, uh, DJ Eviev was asking in the chat who on the roster is beating Gunther. Uh, we talked about it this week. I think I could see Chad Gable. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Giving him a run for his money at this point. Um, yeah, nice. Nice yeah, he had a nice little showing with him earlier this week, you know, and that five minute challenge thing and the whole bit. And, uh, you know, you got other names. We mentioned earlier uh, a Braun Strowman when he returns. Maybe he's someone who can, uh, if not win the title, at least, uh, you know. Or, or, or again, if you wanted to do the test to see, OK, is the fan momentum going to sustain? Mm-hmm. Let's let L.A. Knight become IC champion. Let's see. Once we give a title belt to L.A. Knight, do the fans keep wanting more, more, more? You know, it's kind of like when Stone Cold beat Owen in 97 for that IC title, obviously under very crazy, uh, dramatic circumstance of almost breaking his neck. Um, It was kind of like, okay, we give Stone Cold the IC title. Does that kind of just soothe the crowd or do they want more? They wanted more. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of that same kind of test. Give him the IC title. See, are people happy? But now do they want him to go after the You know, so I, I think there's I think there are options to, to challenge Gunther, but I do think he's definitely going to break this record before any of that happens, whether it's Gable, Ellie Knight, whomever. You know, now that you mentioned it, I could see a, you know, maybe Ellie Knight having a small run with Miz, and then when that's done, challenging Gunther and the promos, because the, the personality clashes between those guys, because one is such a respect the ring, you know, Walter is not about fun and games and then LA Knight coming in and being loud and brash and you know yeah and all that stuff to go I think that could be a huge moment for him as well yeah I I think there's a lot of guys who could still be the person to beat Gunther uh, I mm-hmm. my worry is what's next for Drew McIntyre because he's kind of been every champion's uh guy to beat you know what I mean like it, mm-hmm. it was he, Roman Reigns has gone over, you know, a lot of people have beaten him now and I don't really know what he does at this point. That's going to feel interesting. Um, that's a good, good that's question. a challenge. Um, but 
that's why it's not my job to figure that out. It's my job to nitpick when other people do. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of challengers, Finn Balor had his match with Seth Rollins and uh, Balor with the seven uh, across the scar where uh, his chest where the scar was. Rollins wearing the vest from seven years ago. Uh, after a while in this match, Damian Priest comes out and tries to help Balor then tries to give the briefcase to Finn, but the whole thing goes wrong and Seth Rollins gets the win. Justin, uh, this, as a sports entertainment wrestling fan, this one gave you the wrestling and it gave you that sports entertainment finish. Yeah, it did. There are so, I mean, God, again, if you have the pencil, there are so many different creative, you are at a creative traffic circle. There are so many <laughs> ways you can get off um, that you could go. You know, with with the you know, Finn did not get it tonight, but what was Priest's real intentions? I mean, there, there's, I mean, and then look, the next premium live events four weeks from now here in Pittsburgh, I will be at. It's payback. What a theme that is, payback. Um, so yeah, there, there's great turmoil here. Um, my my going into this, I, I predict. Well, first of all, I predicted on my tweet, I predicted Rollins to win. But then I was texting somebody during the show tonight, and they asked me, well, what do you think, booking-wise? I said, either Rollins wins or Finn wins, and then Priest cashes in on him. I was like, I don't see a scenario where Finn is walking around as a champion. I'm sorry, Finn, but I just don't. Uh, I think he's going to be – ultimately, he's going to be the odd man out of Judgment Day. Um, so, But I don't know how – I'm, I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. I can't wait till we are talking together Monday night to see what goes down on Raw and what – you know, where the next level of the saga is between the Judgment Day members. Yeah, Jimmy, this yeah. is something that I think that WWE has nailed in that they don't just do what seems obvious, but they keep the things, they keep things interesting and interlocked and they keep turmoil. Right. And it's, and it's like Justin came up with several different scenarios that are possibilities. You're keeping your audience guessing and that's the best thing. And you're making them want to tune in to find out what happens. You always want, when you, when, when you end up watching something, you go, Oh, well, that was all right. You know what I mean? You're not looking forward to what happens next. Now with all this going on with, uh, with uh, Damien Priest and, and uh, Finn Balor, especially after tonight, you want to see where this leads. You want to see what happens next. And, you know, Justin talked about uh, a possible cash-in after, let's say, Finn would have won tonight and, you know, and, and Priest would have cashed in on Finn Balor. Now that this attempt uh, to help Finn win the title failed with the briefcase, what if Finn was the one to kind of cost Damian Priest the cash-in opportunity down the road somewhere? Mm. Well, that uh, leads me to a super chat we got, Justin. I'm going to throw it to you. It's from Corey Pride saying, Finn should have won. Would have been intriguing. Is there a case to be made that Finn should have won tonight? Well, I mean, you can make a case because then, the, then, then you have the scenario of Finn wins and he's looking over his shoulder at Priest, who's walking around with his briefcase. And, uh, you know, so there's, there's that. But I, I don't I, I, I don't think... Again, I hate saying this because I think Finn Balor is a really good worker, and I, there's a lot of good about him. But I, I don't. You either have Seth Rollins who's so over, and he's Seth Rollins. You either have Seth Rollins continue to walk into these live events and and walk into media and everything as your champion, or if he loses it right then and there, then the story is you know Finn, who last time he won a title from Seth, got to enjoy it for a split second until he had to vacate it. 
a day later. So it's like it would have been apropos that, again, Finn wins, and seconds later, he's losing it again. And this time it's to his brother in the Judgment right. Day. So that that's just where the story makes sense. You know what I mean? It just it, that's why I said I don't really see a scenario where Finn's walking around as world champion, right? I mean, hmm. so um, you know, we'll see. Uh, but we'll see. But that that's that's just that's just where it is. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be intriguing. I think this is more intriguing, and you also keep the title on Seth Rollins. Uh, also, now it's a matter of will Finn help Damian Priest get the title the way Damian Priest probably believes he was trying to help Finn. Um, it's, it's, I, I think it's, I think they got it right here. But uh, we, as always, we'll have to wait and see. Speaking of cashing in Money in the Bank briefcases, though, uh, Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair versus Asuka for the uh, Raw Championship. Uh, Bianca Belair comes out with a C4 and is last to come out, which to me, I think, kind of tel- telegraphed who was winning this match. But I will say, Jimmy... Hook, line, and sinker. I thought Bianca was really hurt. I thought she was she was leaving for real here. Uh, but she comes back. She gets the win. EO Sky cashes in. And uh, we got two title changes. Uh, walk me through your thoughts through this triple threat match. Uh, well, starting at the beginning during the entrances, I, I just found it odd that the champion was introduced in the middle. Charlotte yeah. came out first, and they introduced Asuka. And then, like you said, Bianca came out with the C4 and it just that felt odd. I think the champion should should always be introduced as the last person to enter the ring. But that's just you know my 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 little nitpicking there. As far as the match goes, the women worked hard. It's just that the crowd again were at moments weren't buying into it. They were they were kind of in and out of it, so to yeah. speak. And then I I, I kind of liked you know I, you know me I'm the big complainer about the roll up finish. Mm-hmm. See, and tonight I think it worked. In the sense, but again, we've seen it happen so many times. It, it, it almost felt like, you know, especially the audience going, oh, another roll up. Why, why another roll up? You know, that sort of thing. But other than that, I thought the women worked hard. It was good. The cash in made sense, I think. And uh, now it's curious to see what happens with Bailey in the sky, because it almost feels like Bailey's like, hey, you know, yeah, I want a title shot. Yeah, Justin, that's another interesting scenario where a group has someone who's used the briefcase to get someone who maybe you wouldn't think should be the champion is the champion. Um, did they get you with the injury too? I thought I saw the ref do the X and everything. I was like, oh, she's really hurt. Uh, did they get you? They did. They did. And yeah, the, the ref threw it up. And, and and not just that, not just the little, those little, you know, yeah, uh, behind the curtain things. That, but 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 Bianca played it really well. Yeah, the yeah. way she screamed and was kind of shrieking, it was not her normal cell. It, it, it was a cell of this isn't right. This wasn't planned. And and, and the and, and the crowd bought it too. The crowd was at a hush. There was an uncomfortableness. Um, so great job, you know, great job by everybody involved. Met the medical mm-hmm. people that came out. Every everybody played played it well. By that, once they got her up, the the telling sign is once once they're exiting ringside, but they have her standing. That's the tell. Yeah. If she's legit, just blew her knee out unexpectedly. You're not at, you're you're getting her. You're you're scooting her off. You're not asking her to put any weight because you don't because at that because at that point you don't know what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. 
you don't know what you're, right. you don't know what you don't know you don't know if you're dealing with a, a, just a, a tweak or a sprain or a br- whatever so that's that's the whatever is all that they're doing the she's limping away but before we got to that point they had me so yeah mm-hmm. um yeah the cash in's big cool uh i guess maybe the whole whole place is cheering eo sky mm-hmm. which is, i'm a little bad i'm like oh well she's part of the heel group but like jimmy said maybe it's because she they want her to be cheered because bailey's gonna come around and say hey look i helped clear the you know clear the gauntlet there for you so i'll be watching that the bigger thing i want to just point out is um or i guess not point out but a question Look, they they obviously trimmed this show down. You know, we did not have a Rhea match that we thought we might have. Uh, there's a couple other storylines going on that you could have made a case that they previously would have put the match on for this, and, th- and this would have been a 10-11 match card. It was an eight-match card. Um, I thought, I liked the way they paced things, but even still, obviously this show went, you know, what, four four hours. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to rush, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to, Turn to Roman and Jay and say, "Okay, you guys got to speed it up. We're hacking time off." No, this 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 is what <laughs> this is this is this is what the people are here to see. Yeah. So I do think WWE is at an interesting crossroads. No pun intended. That they're going to have to rectify soon. With they are making all of these premium live events feel important, even the ones that are not part of the big four. Like I have no doubt this payback here in Pittsburgh is going to be like they are doing a really good job making each of these events feel like a big deal. Trouble is, they're trimming the, the what makes the final cut for the premium live events, but they have all these other stories that they can't. They have all these other stories who they can't say, well, we're just going to hold your payoff for another month or two, because then it's like they don't have anything for them to do in the three hours of Raw or two hours of SmackDown without falling in the hole of getting redundant, having the rematches and stuff that we hated from the past. So they have to figure something out. I think the answer is they're going to have to just settle that some of the biggest payoffs are going to have to be billed as really big deals on Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Because I still think we could have made a case that tonight's SummerSlam could have been trimmed from eight matches down to five. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we still would have delivered a solid show. But those other three matches that you didn't get, you've got to make a big deal of on Raw or SmackDown. That, we are, they're at a crossroads. They're going to have to for that. Because, again, you... I mean, a four-hour show, I just don't think... And it's a Saturday night, it's better than a Sunday, but I just don't think that's something you want to make the long-term sustained happen. And um, you could feel it in the crowd. Start For me, I noticed, started to notice it with this match, and we'll get into the main event, too, but you could tell the crowd was getting burned out. Because a lot of times, too, mm-hmm. you know, the, it was a four-hour show, four-hour-plus, but people a lot of times get there an hour early for any potential pre-shows and stuff like that. And so right. for a lot right. of people, they've been yep. there five and a half six hours and so at that point there is a little bit of like a okay what's you know what's next and, uh, and i know a- it sucks to say people get bumped to the you know you're you're gonna blow off your big rivalry on raw but right i i think that's kind of what happens well sometimes you have to put those big matches on television and it helps you know making people tune in like like that's the name of the game you want people to tune in and and like you said you can't uh, not you can't, but it's unadvisable. People's attention, especially nowadays, their attention spans are not what they used to be. So putting on long shows that are over four hours, uh, it's kind of hard to keep them interested, despite have, putting on a good show. Yeah. And, and to the live event, for, and, and you're right, Jack, for the for the stuff that's going on prior. And then, yeah, for people that are, aren't there live, or people that are there live, they're seeing the match. And then because of the nature of Peacock and are you premium or are you not, the match happens and then there's always a 
WWE produced vignette to show you the things coming up next, or there's a bunch of Peacock ads. So like there's this, there's this, there's this just waiting around time. Mm-hmm. And then look, these are boldly produced stadium shows anymore, which is great. It's a great feel. I love the narrow aisle, small entranceway. Mm-hmm. I love seeing more crowd on top of little LED. I don't need to see a stage that takes up half the arena. But this is a valid thing. Long entranceway, long entrances, more. Ro- Roman's entrance tonight was over five minutes long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and you're not, again, you're not going to, you're not, Triple H is not going to tap him on the shoulder and grill and say, uh, hey, I need you to do a light jog to the ring. We're, we're running <laughs> short. No. Could you imagine him like, right. That's an SNL skit. Um, or, or you're going to let Charles me, Robinson. Yeah, or, uh, exactly. Yeah. You're or gonna let him running behind right, you with the belts on right? Or, or, or it's or it's or it's it's it's, it's WrestleMania three. We got like a little ring on on a flatbed. It's gonna take him out. Like, no, you're gonna let Roman Reigns walk out and soak up the energy. He's why the people are there. But they, I think that they're they are at a crossroads. They need to figure out. Um, they need to continue to make trims on these premium live events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, as we get to the last match, um. I know that it okay, Jay Uso, Roman Reigns, title and the role of trial chief on the line. Uh, there's a, definitely a style to a Roman Reigns match, and some people hate it, some people love it. I have historically really liked it. I feel like it always feels so dramatic, and I'm a fan of it. Uh, Jimmy, I'll say this this time. I don't know if it's because the show was longer or if it's because it felt like all the other matches were very fast paced. I got to confess, this main event felt just slow watching it it felt like like they were taking too much time in my opinion but well, what the, about you no i i don't see that's questionable I, too much time i know they did take their time because they, they definitely weren't rushing into all the spots especially bringing out the the weapons when they eventually did do it the biggest challenge i think they had in this match to get the audience to buy in was a, a I can't. I can't tell you what percentage of people expected Jey Uso to actually win the title in this match, yeah. and that was the challenging part. Is to throughout, you know, through the process of this match, get people to buy in because they were quiet at first, but they started to draw the audience in. There were a couple of good false finishes there where people were like, "Oh, that could have been it. Oh, that could have been it." And you know, we got, you know, the ending that we got and the turn. Not well, what turn? But uh, you know what I mean. The, you know, Jay's brother uh, mm-hmm. costing him his opportunity. So maybe that's the direction we're going where two brothers are going to feud right now. But uh, I think that's part of the problem. For my, in my opinion, part of the problem was that a lot of the people weren't buying into the fact that there was an opportunity for a title change here. Yeah. Yeah. I, ahead, yeah. No, Jimmy, Jimmy hit it here and I'll, I'll just expand. I think this is where you have to, this is, this is where you have to like step out of the, you're so invested in the story and I'm saying, you know, I'm speaking from like the perspective of like the booking committee, you're so invested in the story, but you also have to step out and think, okay, what does the average fan actually believe? And so I agree with Jimmy. I don't think if you poll the fans, of course they're all cheering Jimmy, they're loving to do the whole thing, whatever. But if you actually said, look, fan, I'm putting a gun to your head or I'm making you bet $20 right now in your pocket. Who's winning? The majority are going to say it's Roman Reigns. And so at that point, here's what you need to realize. The, the majority of fans are not expecting to believe that Jey Uso is winning. So you don't need to have the match go as, you don't need to have the bell-to-bell go as long as it did. You can condense the bell-to-bell by, bell by probably half. 
what the people are tuning in for, the reason why they are okay with it being the last match on the show. They want to know why is Jay not going to win? How is Roman going to retain? Who in the bloodline is going to do something? Who else in the bloodline is going to do something that's going to throw a kink in things? Is Solo going to throw a kink in things? Is Jimmy going to reappear? Is Paul Heyman going to have second guess? Is a new member of the Anawahi family going to show up? That's what people, that's what I think people were tuning in just to see. Roman's going to retain. How the F is he actually going to retain? And I think you, we need to be, that's where the booking committee needs to know. That's what people are tuning into. So let's just get to that. We don't got to have, a, we don't need to give them a 30 minute bell to bell match. We right. give them 10 to 15 and just get to that. And then, so that's, that's where I think, as I saw the fans at some points, kind of just in, 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 in between, I think that's, that's where the disconnect was. It's like, okay, let's get me to the point of what I want to see. Yeah. And I think that's why I, I think that I just, I think that nails, nails it. I think that sums it up perfectly. I think that's why as the match goes on, cause I'll admit as the match goes on, I'm getting more invested too, but I think it's cause like Justin, you said, I'm, I know that whatever the reason that he's not going to retain is getting closer and I'm going to see what that next story beat is. And I think it's a great story beat. Uh, but it also, I think is one of the reasons why I didn't expect Jay to win is because the real story for Jay is to eventually face Jimmy. That's the Jimmy J story is the big story uh, where Roman, his big story is obviously going to be whoever the next big challenger is, whether it be Cody or Seth or whoever. Uh, but uh, Jimmy, what was your, your, your no, no, just, no, just again, little seeds that drop like the, the spear on, on solo. Yeah. By Roman. Obviously it was Jay who caused the spear, but at the same time we did see that little bit of a, Hmm. From solo, so you know, again, that's a little seed that may be watered, uh, planted, and watered a little bit down the road. But let's not rush into that as well. Right, uh, Paul uh, Patrick LeBlanc with a, a super chat. Thank you so much, Patrick. Uh, with a question says, um, comment says, too long of a Roman entrance, and why does a so hot Sami Zayn all of a sudden get erased from the bloodline story and SummerSlam? Did he become? Uh, amnesic all of a sudden um they, they wrapped up that story yeah, yeah that story's oh, done yeah. and uh, i believe i heard and i don't know if this is accurate ko's hurt so that's why they're not defending the mm. the tag titles um i don't know if that's accurate but that's what i that's what i believe yeah. i read somewhere so if i'm wrong mm. uh someone yeah. let me know but but yeah he's done with the bloodline there's not really uh yeah. uh yeah mania wrapped that up there's nothing yeah. more to um and andrew ung predicting a fatal four-way with all bloodline members feel like a mania main event match. Um, I don't know about mania, but I think that is a, a again, a, a premium live event between now and survivor series that you could see. Mm -hmm. Cause you have, mm -hmm. again, obviously Jay is at odds with everybody, Roman, Jimmy yeah. and solo solo was just at odds with Jimmy and Jay, but now he might have reason to be at odds with Roman. Mm -hmm. We got to hear Jimmy. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, no, none of them are trusting everybody. So I think that there is a scenario. I don't know if that's payback in a month from now or if you draw that out over the fall. But I definitely, definitely think you can occupy a, an event where it is bloodline every man for himself, and that could go right. crazy. I do believe my my new prediction is it will not be a bloodline member that eventually dethrones Roman. I think whoever does no. it is going to be 
someone separate right now it feels like it's mm -hmm. cody or seth rollins are the only two i could make a real mm -hmm. case for unless someone comes out of the woodwork or does something unheard of you know if 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 LA Knight's popularity just continues to grow now through Mania, then something might change. But um, that's, I, just, that's, I, I just can't see it being one of those guys anymore. Right. Yeah. The LA Knight one is, it could be a last minute change or, or something like that. But the, it seems like the story that they are telling the hard times story. It's a, it's a long story that it needs to be told and needs to come to its conclusion. And maybe that's yeah. WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. I mean, so there you go. Maybe that's the maybe that's the story. Is you get to the the fatal four way with the bloodline. It builds. Up. Maybe it's a solo versus Reigns at Survivor Series, and then it's the four way at Royal Rumble, and then it's Cody Ray, uh, Roman two at WrestleMania. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but that was the show. I thought overall it was a really good show. I thought it was fat. Like I said, it was a long show, but every match feels like it delivered one way or the other. Uh, everyone in the chat, let me know what your thoughts of the show were overall. But Jimmy, uh, you get to go first. Final thoughts on this year's SummerSlam and where can the world find you online? I thought SummerSlam delivered this year. It was a little bit of a long pay-per-view, especially for eight matches. But at the same time, I thought for the most part, all the matches to a certain extent delivered except for that maybe the the uh, the women's uh, MMA rules match was kind of uh, maybe the, the low point of the night for me. But uh, still, I enjoyed the night very much. And as far as where you can find me, uh, obviously on here, on Monday nights with Triple J and on Wednesday nights uh, with uh, Justin and Issa uh, reviewing AEW Dynamite. Uh, you can catch me on the Reffin' It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, uh, Brian Hebner. And of course, RJ, who holds our, uh, you know, he's uh, the glue that holds the, everything together. And you can catch me on all my social media platforms doing my ref and rants from Monday to Friday. And as I say, they're only a minute long and they're a critique not to tear down, but to maybe tighten some screws that I think might need some tightening. And Justin, how about yourself? Yeah, at Justin Labar across uh, the socials. I'm on Instagram. I'm on X. Uh, so. <laughs> Hit me up there, and yeah, I'll be back Monday uh, with you guys. Uh, Wednesdays, as, as as Jimmy said, for Dynamite, and most Fridays, Spar with Labar on uh, Sirius XM Channel 156 on Busted Open. Uh, yeah, a lot going on. It's gonna be a fun uh, finish out here to the summer. Next premium live events here in Pittsburgh. Uh, I already got an interview lined up with Rio Ripley, so that's gonna be coming here in a few weeks. Myself and the Eradicator. Uh, so lots of stuff coming up. Looking forward to it. And again, thanks for everybody on this podcast. We have a lot of fun with it. I mean, like. It's 122 here on the East, but we're up. We're having fun. And I know, you know, it's only a fraction of you that are watching live. The majority of you, the, the tens of thousands of you are going to check it out via on the demand. And that's fine, too. We appreciate it. Leave a five star rating. Leave a five star review. Um, and keep it going. Yeah, leave a five-star review. Get it read on the air, why don't you? Like, comment, share, subscribe. That's all we ask. Uh, we got a bunch of people who are here live now and in the chat. If all of you go and hit the like button now, that would just make my day. Um, but you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I'm here all the time on Wrestling Inc. these days. So just check out at Wrestling Inc. Uh, our next show is going to be the Monday night after show this Monday, where I'm sure all sorts of stuff is going to go down. The average uh, vote here looks like it's about an 8 out of 10 for tonight. I do think this is going to be one of those shows that in like 5 or 10 years, you're going to start seeing 
X posts that are like, you know, 2023 SummerSlam was a like sneaky under the radar banger of a show. Like everything was great, you know, and one of those kind of shows. Cause I, all the matches were great. I thought uh, it's, it, it's going to depend on what happens to those who won tonight. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, if, I, if, if this truly is the launching point for LA nights next, you know, then this is going to look at, it'll be looked at as the, the starting point or, or, if, or right. if we're getting, if we're coming in the line with something, but like, whatever it's, it, you know, Brock Lesnar turned, did he just pass a torch to Cody Rose? So we might, yeah, you're right. History might revision this as a bigger deal than we're even looking at it now. Yeah, so we'll see. It's it should be fun. It's still fun times. Uh, this is a year after Triple H's like first big show as uh the guy. So things have been going great. Good time to be a wrestling fan. That does it for us tonight. Uh, everyone enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll see you Monday night for the Raw After Show on wrestling. Every year, one thing is always predictable: postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to eighty nine percent off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.